Today, on the readings, we hear about the necessity of prayer. The first reading from the book of Exodus, we see Moses that go and pray to the Lord as uh, Joshua go to battle. And then, you know, he kind of put his arms up and then whenever he had his hands up, those, uh, the people of God was, were winning. Then any time that he put his hands down, they start to lose. And I think that reading this reading today, it's, you know, that whenever he was tired, Aaron heard come and support his hands. And I think we can perhaps use that as an example for our prayer lives. How many times we get tired? How many times we just can't do it anymore? And how many times we have those friends, you just like Aaron and her, came and support us and help us to keep praying and help us going and going and going. That's what we are called to do. You know, sometimes we talk about prayer life and sometimes we talk about, you know, everybody talk about prayer life. But what is prayer life? What, how do you do that? You know, how can you, you know, and, and like, you know, many times you go talk to the priest or whatever, you know, he's going to say, well, how's your prayer life doing? And then sometimes like, well, I don't know. You know, I say, this, you know, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I wake up. And, you know, sometimes before I go to bed, I, you know, maybe say one or two Hail Marys or whatever. But what is our prayer life? How, 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 can, you, how can we pray? And a lot of times we have our prayer lives of something that we just kind of have a whole big list of things that we have to do. And, you know, we have to pray for this person. We have to pray for that professor that is, you know, a pain or behind or whatever. And so we kind of start to, you know, do and do and do a lot of stuff. But we understand that prayer is about being there. It's about going and staying with the Lord. And sometimes it's going to be tiring. Sometimes we don't know how to do it. Sometimes we're going to have those people to come and support us and help us to pray. And help us, you know, in the seminary, we have, it was pretty easy to pray because, you know, we don't really, we didn't have a chance or, or a choice, you know. Whatever time the bell rang, we have to go to the chapel and we pray. Morning prayer or whatnot, you know, and then in the afternoon, the formators were there kind of, you know, taking, hmm, he's not here today. I wonder what's going on. And then, you know, afterwards we receive a text, uh, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty okay. Why? I didn't see you in the chapel today. You know, but then, for me, when I come out of the seminary, it's like, oh, nobody's looking at me right now anymore. So, you know, how am I going to do this? And so many times I need those people who are going to support me and help me on my prayer life. And help me to do what I'm supposed to do. Or to be what I'm supposed to be. To spend time with the Lord. On the second reading today we hear, you know, that St. Paul tells us to be persistent. Whether, whether it's convenient and inconvenient. No, proclaim the word of God. And then he gives us three kind of commandments. Convince, reprimand, and encourage. And that's kind of what we have to do with each other. You know, we have to convince about Jesus Christ. We have to tell our friends, you know, 
there is, and one of the things that really amazed me is, you know, this mass at this time. If people of Vanderbilt, people in Belmont, and people around would know what is happening here, they'll be fighting to be here. They'll be fighting to be here because the most important thing is happening right here. And they don't know. So we are supposing we invite you to convince them that yes, this is the most important thing of our day. This is the most important thing of our week. You know, sometimes people are like, Father, have you seen a miracle? And I say, yes, I do. I see miracles every day when I celebrate Mass. What do you mean? A piece of bread and a little bit of wine becomes the, the body and blood of Christ. If you need bigger miracle than this, yes, we see miracles every day. And you know, sometimes we have to reprimand. When people screw up, when people do something wrong, we have to say, hey buddy, you know what? You did it wrong. And help those people and encourage them, those people. Help them. And why do we do this? Because I'm pretty sure in our lives, somebody did the same thing with us. I'm sure in our lives, one way or another, one time or another, we were, we were the ones who were lost. We were the ones who were lost. And then, the third reading today, the gospel. This widow, that we know that widows are those, and actually if you do, the study of the word, it means the ones who do not have a voice. So probably this widow was kind of fighting with the judge something regarding with something with property or money. Because there was no male figure in her life. So she had to take you know matters on her own hands and go there and bother the judge. And you know the judge feared no God and had no fear with anybody. But because she was persistent, because she went there over and over and over again, he decided to grant her a just judgment. He decided, despite not believing God, not you know, he, because she was persistent, because you know, he was afraid of her. Let she finally come and strike me. He decided to do. She was persistent. She went over and over and over again, asking him to give justice to her. Isn't that what we do every day when we go to prayer? To go to God and ask him and ask him. But you know, different from what we heard in the gospel today, we don't pray so God change. We go pray so we can change. We go to God and ask all that stuff that we are, you know, and it's okay to have our lease and to have, you know, demands or whatever it is. But if you really think about it, we go pray to become more like Christ. We go pray so we can be changed in Him. You know, a lot of times, you know, if you, I, I was 
before mass, I saw somebody come in with an apple. You know, when you kind of come, you know, when you eat an apple, you know, you don't become the apple. Kind of, you know, kind of the apple become you, right? Yeah, that'll be creepy, right? Like, there you go, yeah, apple, yeah, yeah, nobody had for dinner an apple. But when we eat Jesus, when we receive Jesus, that's what happened. We become Him. We become Him. So that's why we go to prayer. Not to convince Jesus that we know better and, you know, this is my plan. I remember before I, came, before I was a seminarian for the diocese, I was, you know, I was in a religious community. And I was in that community and I remember that, you know, we do a big retreat in order to write a letter to enter the community. And, you know, I'm, you know, I had like all great intentions and all that stuff. So I write my whole letter, you know, and then I say, I'm going to do this retreat. And after the retreat, I'm just going to sign the letter. And it was really interesting because first thing that God told me is like, nope, put it in a trash can. I want you to get a piece of paper, sign, and let me write that letter. Okay. It's an awesome way to start a retreat. But that's, you know, a lot of times we go to God and you say, I want this and I want this. And... No. Here I am, Lord. You speak. I want to listen to you. Here I am, Lord. Talk to me. Here I am, Lord. Allow my heart be transformed by you. Because you know what is better for me. And it's all a matter of trusting. Trusting the Lord. Allow Him to change our lives. Go to prayer not to do things. Go to prayer to be transformed by Him. Because He is the one who knows what we need. Always.